0: Again with America's favorite cowboys, riders in the sky, to Slim a man aging like fine tea. Howdy, Woody fall the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. Yep. This this Texas big spender invites you to join us for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna
1: ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna and holler and holler at the moon. <laughs> Every Red and buckaro. There's a place around the park for you
2: with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride.
0: And now with a 4,0 pent performance of their deep and daring careers, here are riders in the sky.
2: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, buckaroos and buckarettes. Good to be back again. Riders in the sky, of course, are too slim. Ranger Doug, Woody Paul, and Joey, the cow, Polka King. Time to head for the border country, friends. We're going to go riding on the Rio. One, two, three. Isn't this
3: on
2: the great Ranger Doug solo album? Yes, I'm so glad you asked. Riding on the Rio On beside the Rio Silver braided through the golden sand Slowly flows the Rio Grows my rose along the Rio Blooming by the silver Rio gray. Where I go, she waits, I know Where we parted long ago. Climbing like the roses on the borderland My lonely days begin With her name upon the wind I'm longing for that sun In Texas sky and
1: sand
2: I started for the Rio Lips are parted on the Rio Holds all I ever wanted in her hand Stars above the Rio Love is on the
1: Rio Bloomin' by the silver real grain
2: Where I go, she waits, I know where we parted long.
0: Turn like a hungry puppy puppy, after this word from a new sponsor, yak
3: in a box. Friends, looking for something a little different in fast food? Why not try yak in a box? Yes, yak in a box. 2,200 pounds of Tibetan ox ready for the roaster.
4: Say, Mom, what's for dinner? I hope it's not burgers and pizza again. Did somebody
3: say yak in a box? Yak in a box! Yay! Easy to microwave, lots of gravy, chew the hide, make your own leather. Yak in a box.
2: My whole family loves yak in a box. Great yak, and a big box, too. My brother
5: Oscar moved in to his. Right, Oscar? Oscar. Oh, yeah, That's a big old box. A lot bigger than my other
3: box. I thought so. Yak in a box. Everybody's talking about yak in a box. Everybody's walking to yak in a box. How about
0: you? Yak in a box. Franchise is available, and now back to Riders Radio Theater. It's guest time on Riders Radio Theater, and here to introduce tonight's special guest, Woody Paul.
5: Thank you, Texas Bix. You know, down through the years of Riders in the Sky, I've been privileged to share the stage with many wonderful guests, some of whom have gone on to incredible heights of fame and fortune. I might mention Garth Brooks, Pam Tillis, or the Dixie Chicks. But tonight, boys, we've got an artist who's already great. She's been great for many years. She's, in fact, so great in, in uh, fame and talent that I'm awed that we've been able to bring her to the show, our little cowboy show here. I've been her fan for more than 30 years. Back at you. She's had a new album coming out real soon where she sings a duet with Willie Nelson. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's inspired countless musicians and, and writers, entertainers, myself included, and I'm honored tonight to introduce one of the greatest and most esteemed artists ever produced by our culture, Miss Janice Ian.
4: How <laughs> will work to live up that. at 17 But love was meant for beauty queens And high school girls with clear-skinned smiles We're Married young and then retired The
1: valentines I never knew The friday
4: night charades of you. Was spent on one more beautiful At seventeen I learned the truth And those of us with ravaged faces Lacking in the social graces Desperately remained at home Inventing lovers on dance with me in murder vague obscenities it isn't all it seems at 17 a brown-eyed girl in me dance whose name I never could pronounce said did he please the ones who serve?" They only get what they deserve And the rich Relationed hometown Queen Marries into what She needs With a Their small town eyes will give a chew and dull surprise When pain and doom exceeds accounts received at 17 She'll live today The dreams were all they gave for free To ugly duck and bird.
2: <laughs>
0: Wonderful. Writers Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. This is Theater of the Mind on the X-Star Radio Network. Writer's Radio Theater is made possible by Tumbleweed Southwest Mesquite Grill and Bar with restaurants in Cincinnati, Columbus, and Northern Kentucky. Tumbleweed offers a full lunch and dinner menu, including a variety of mesquite-grilled steaks, ribs, chops, and Tex-Mex specialties. Tumbleweed Southwest Mesquite Grill and Bar, open every day at 11. 11. Welcome the Radio Theater. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the cowboy way. Tonight, part two of the exciting western melodrama, Titanic II, the sequel. This episode entitled, The Fatal Drink. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Titanic II, bigger and grander than the ill-fated Titanic I, has sailed from Southampton. Destination New York City. And she's under the command of Captain Drywall. I want a new speed record, Captain. So the only order you ever have to give while the ship is at sea is... All ahead, full. i I'll do it, sir. And when Mr. Murdoch tells you that the Statue of Liberty is in sight, you give the order... Prepare for docking. Prepare for docking. And that's all there is to it, Captain. (laughs) Meanwhile, meat has become enamored of the beautiful Rose, who's engaged to the self-centered Cal, and Slocum and Charlie are posing as English lords. Their nefarious goal is to steal the liqueur de Mer, the largest diamond in the world. To further complicate matters, Charlie has inadvertently skewed the ship's global positioning, and instead of going to New York, Titanic II is heading for Florida. That's it. Well, I didn't mention the iceberg, but surely you know that's coming. Like the days of our lives, three days at sea pass like sand through an hourglass. All is uneventful until twilight of the third day, the last day Titanic II ever saw daylight. Captain, Captain,
2: sir. Yep. What is it, Mister Murdoch? Two things, sir. One, we're preposterously, of course. I believe we'll make Florida by daybreak, Captain. And two, impossibly though it may seem, we've got an iceberg waning from the National
5: Weather Center. So, in other words, you you ain't seen the Statue of Liberty? No, sir, I've not. Well, then, all ahead, pull, Mr. Murdoch. Aye, sir.
0: Much is going on during this last twilight. On the promenade deck... Calden P. Gamble is attending a refined classical accordion concert. And on the first class deck, Slocum, Lord Slocum, that is, and Lord Charlie are making their move. <laughs> they spent a billion dollars on this ship and
3: 50 cents on the locks, Lord Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> right, old, old pip. Yeah, come on, Lord Charlie. Let's enter the billionaire swing. Wow, oh, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we know what's the big difference between us and them, right, Charlie? Right, boss. <laughs> they got a whole lot more of them little shampoo bottles than yeah. we do. <laughs> well, what are you waiting for? Help yourself? <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll open this tin can he calls a safe. Yeah, that's right. Turn it right back around to zero. No. Open says me. <laughs> oh, what do we got here? Some negotiable bonds, some ready cash, yeah. and... <laughs> La Curm Alderman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, on deck, two soulmates enjoy a last stroll together.
3: Oh. oh, Rosie. Yeah, we know not what fate awaits us. No. But I'll never forget you.
4: Nor are you, side
3: Well, there's a big difference in our ages, you know, May, December kind of thing.
4: More like January 1st to the last second of December 31st.
3: Yeah. But. I got something those young hunks ain't got. Oh, what's that? The hardest substance known to man.
4: Oh, I've seen one of those before.
3: Here's a little something to remember me by. A biscuit? Well, it's not just a biscuit. It's my biscuit. The oh. hardest substance known to man. Oh. Hearts come and hearts go well, But that's not the point of this song.
1: Until forever
3: ever. I swear this biscuit goes on far. Near. up here, and Rose, it's right here in your
4: hand. I'll use it, enjoy it, no one can destroy it, it's the
3: hardest substance known to man. man.
4: To remember you, Bob. Mo. Do you have any more of this biscuit dough? Oh, plenty. Mo. Get it and bring it to my suite. More. Okay. I'll see you, there in 20 minutes. Oh, shoot, yeah. Bye. Mo.
3: Oh, baby, I knew that song would work. Mo. <laughs> oh. oh, Mr. Spider crawling up the wall. He's going to get his ashes. Mo.
0: And Jake Timeside Meat has the biscuit dough and is standing in the billionaire suite. Roses, sweet.
4: I'm going to sculpt you in biscuit dough. Oh, this must be what they call foreplay. Take your clothes off. Oh! Except for your greasy apron and the turned-up hat. Oh! Now, lay back on the divan.
3: Whatever you say.
4: And raise your hand over your forehead. Oh, how's Perfect. that? Oh! Now, I'll just begin to shape this dough. Oh! Mm. Your pose needs something. Yes. Hmm. Oh, put your left elbow on your nose. Hmm? Now, okay. make a pretzel out of your legs.
1: All right.
4: Sure. Oh, good. Now hold it right oh. there.
3: Oh, I feel 20 years younger.
4: Uh, how old would that make you? 92. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no fool like an old fool. And speaking of fools, on the dark side of the ship, Lord Slocum and Lord Charlie are in a lifeboat lowering themselves to the water below.
3: I I don't get it, Lord Slocum. Hey, forget the English crap from now on, Charlie. What don't you get?
2: Why in the world do we have to get off the ship?
3: Well, because when we dock, Cal's going to be missing his $50 million diamond, right? Yeah. Well, that means they're going to search everybody. We're not on the ship, well, they can't search us, right?
2: Right. <laughs> Stand by for splashdown. There we go. Okay.
3: Cast the lines off, Charlie. Aye, aye. <laughs> All I got to do is log my laptop computer into that little microchip you planted on the ship's satellite dish a few days ago. And we're on our way to the nearest landfall. Start the motor, Charlie. Okay, boss.
0: <laughs> I wonder what that nearest landfall will be.
2: Captain Drywall, sir. I'm about to go Mr. Murdoch. Sorry to disturb you over the intercom, Captain. Captain, but we've received an update on the iceberg warning from the National Weather Center. There's an iceberg the size of Milwaukee in these water cells.
5: Mr. Murdoch, I don't have to go through that Statue of Liberty stuff again, do I?
2: Ah, no, sir, you don't. And if I were to tell you that an iceberg does not get us, we're sure to run aground somewhere in Florida, you'd probably say...
5: Well, what would you guess, Mr. Murdoch?
2: Aye, aye, sir.
5: All a head full it is, sir. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, in a small boat on the high seas not far away, two villains think they have the world by the tail. (laughs) Charlie,
3: we pulled it off. The biggest jewel heist in history. (laughs) Yeah, and we're almost at land. Well, no way. We're still miles at sea. (laughs) Where do you see land? (laughs)
2: Well, uh, right over your
0: shoulder there, boss.
3: Holy Leo DiCaprio. It's a giant iceberg. (laughs) Give us the gas and turn us around, Charlie.
0: Okay, boss. But what seemed like a good idea wasn't.
3: It's the Titanic, Uh. too. We're caught between it and the iceberg. Uh Oh. Meanwhile, in the road, Ned. Have a look, mate. There's a motorboat down there. It's leaving the ship.
2: Fancy that, mate. Coincidentally, there's an iceberg right in front of us.
3: Where? Uh, Uh, Buddy, Buddy Holly, it's a muddy mountain of ice. We better notify the bridge.
2: First Officer Murdoch speaking.
3: Iceberg off starboard bound.
2: Thank you. Well, now, what would the captain want me to do? Let me guess.
4: All ahead, full it is!
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, in The Billionaire's suite, Rose has finished her sculpture.
4: You can take your elbow off your nose and unbent your legs, side meet and um, done. Look, what do you think?
3: Uh, well, I got ahead to you, Rose. I never look so good.
4: No, you never did. Uh,
2: well, well. What's all this? Explain yourself, meat.
3: Well, I, I.
2: Oh, for
1: heaven's sake, Cal, I
4: was sculpting. <laughs>
2: he has no clothes on except a greasy apron and an upturned hat. I,
4: I. 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 Well,
2: no matter. He won't know clothes where he's going. Oh, no.
0: Look out. he got a... It, At that moment, under full power, Titanic 2 smashes the starboard side of her prow into the mountainous iceberg. The iceberg grinds and scrapes the entire length of the hull. Chandeliers rock, dishes break as the mighty ship's hull bends and buckles from the impact. But it does not break. Not yet. And the billionaire sweet cow has been knocked off his feet.
3: Come on, Rosie, let's get out of here. Me, come back here, me
0: the captain's quarters. Drywall has been bounced out of bed. What the dang doll? On deck the ship's refined classical accordionist, standing on the quarter deck by the outdoor bar in stunned silence because he's just watched the ship and iceberg collide and now watches the iceberg recede, speaks to the bartender. Normally, I don't drink. But you know, I'm going to have a Jack Daniels on the rocks. And make it a triple.
2: you are, Thanks. Mm, I'm going to get to the
5: bottom of this little. Hey, Joey, you drinking on the job?
2: <laughs> uh, who, me? Better ditch the glass over the board rails, sir. Great
5: idea. <laughs> What's a good idea? Hey, where'd your drink go? What triple? Put yourself on the board, mister, get back to work. Start playing some refined classical accordion right this minute. Aye, aye, Captain. Meat! Meat! Take that
1: meat! This way! Oh, this way. Come on.
5: What? Did, did you see that? Side meat was naked except for a greasy apron and turned up half. That's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> I need another drink. What in the ding-dong has happened to this ship?
0: Well, actually, what's happened is nothing compared to what's about to happen. Down, way down, seven stories to the ocean below, an ice cube carelessly tossed overboard is carried by a wave towards the starboard hull of Titanic II. A hull straight to the thickness of paper by the grinding action of the massive iceberg it recently collided with under full power. Meanwhile, Captain Drywall has reached the bridge.
2: Mr. Murdoch, what in the world's going on? we sprung a massive leak in our starboard huddle, sir. I've closed the watertight doors, but it'll do no good, Captain. Holy moly, we're going to sink. No, Captain, that's to say, we would, sir. But we're going to run aground at Daytona Beach first. I'd say in about three seconds. Three,
1: two, one. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. When
0: the long night was over, the sun rose to reveal the largest movable man-made object in the history of the world, broken in beach like a titanic whale on the white strand of Daytona Beach. There were no casualties other than the ship herself and the career of her captain. I'll tell you something, Hulk. All my trouble started when
5: that accordion player took that drink.
0: Slocum and Charlie washed ashore near Cape Canaveral. They were locked up as public nuisances. The crew of Mer was lost at sea. Cal P. Gamble had invested heavily in a new fat substitute. He went broke two weeks later after Titanic ran aground. Mr. Murdoch drops us a line from time to time, but no one can read his writing, so we don't know what happened to him. Joy the Cal Polka King got inducted into the Polka Hall of Fame and became <laughs> Cleveland's Man of the Year. And as for and as side and Rose, they lost, last saw each other that morning after.
3: Oh, well, Rosie, I never thought I'd ever feel the way I feel about you when I'm feeling this way. <gasps>
4: <laughs> You'll always be special to me, too, Sidney. Uh, if I'd only been born about 80 years sooner.
3: Well, I'll, uh... i uh, just a friend, aren't I? I mean, well... Uh, goodbye, Rose. It's been real nice knowing you.
1: Mo, oh. Mo, bye.
0: bye. The iceberg beat 10B was never seen again. Maybe it's still out there. But a week later, Sidney's back home at the famed old Harmon Ranch. It's early morning, and as they are most mornings about this time, riders in the sky are gathered in the ranch house kitchen, eating breakfast and going over the morning mail.
3: What is this stuff? Yes, cargo. Eat up, boys.
2: Hey, look here, Side me, You got a postcard in the morning mail.
3: Yeah, I got my hands full. What did it say?
4: Well, let's
2: see. It says,
4: "Dear Side, my sculpture of you just took first prize at the Dada Art Is Dead and This Proves It Festival in Los Angeles. I miss you." Love Rose.
0: Wow. Love Rose? Who's Rose?
2: Oh. Yeah, and what sculptor is she talking about? Side me. That's up to it. What you got well, to say to that?
0: Well, Ranger Dog, all I've got to say is... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the conclusion of the exciting Western melodrama, Titanic to the sequel. <laughs> Join us again, same time, same vision next week for another adventure in the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. And now, here again, our riders in the sky, Janice Ian and Joey, the highly refined Poka King. Thank you. We've asked Janice
2: to join us in our classic of the West, The Red River Valley
4: spell, they say you are going. I will miss your bright eyes and sweet smile, for they say you are taking the sunshine that has bright.
0: Star Radio Network.